0: Shit crazy, smoke to get my mind right, chillin', trying to get my grind right, fight for spirit. smoke just to chill, waitin' no on the president, shit gettin' real, Licking in my resin, niggas toast. What's up guys, Sergeant G here from the Stone Valley USMC, happy Friday, red shirt Friday man, how many of you guys got your red shirts on today? Probably not too many of you guys man, I'm here, it's Friday, it's been a long week. Like I said, though, here in Oklahoma, it's nice and comfortable, man. Though The weather is so bipolar. You never know what it's going to be. I think right now we're sitting at like 75 degrees and it's June. So you guys tell me what you think. What's the weather like where you're at? I'm sure in some areas it's not that comfortable right now. And there's a nice cool breeze blowing through the plains. A lot of you guys are like, why Oklahoma? Why Oklahoma? Because I can have my cannabis. I can have my concealed carry. And property taxes are hella cheap. Unless you're 100% that you don't ever pay any property taxes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So remember, guys, to hit that subscribe button so you guys know when you got a new episode of The Stone Vet, you got Sarn G coming in your ear every Friday and every Wednesday, man. It's Friday. It's been a long week sitting back relaxing, man. I have the honor of bringing on Frank from crayons ready to eat man i am so excited this friday what's up frank how you doing today
1: i am doing fantastic i appreciate you having me here buddy i really do
0: no absolutely devil i love this i love when i can bring not only do i love my show when i can bring veterans on we all brothers and sisters you know but when i can bring another freaking jarhead on the show that can actually hang out and understand we can understand each other every word that we talk we can understand each other man and it's great when I can bring Jarheads on the show. Some of you guys are like, oh, whatever, you know. But this guy right here created, since you guys always were calling us crayon eaters, crayon eaters, crayon eaters, guess what? He said, I'm going to capitalize on this thing. You want to call us crayon eaters? Let me make some money off of it there. So he gets, guess what? He created crayons ready to eat, man. From what I hear, they're absolutely delicious. I'm going to have to get <laughs> my hands on some. He's been, he's been swapped. He's getting everything ready for shipping, man. From what he's telling me, he's just like. I need an assistant. I gotta have an <laughs> assistant to answer my emails, answer my text message messages whenever they come out. I need it, you know. So, Frank joined the core. He's a little bit older, man. He's he's it's cool though, man. He's not he's not old, but he, I mean, he joined the core back in the nineties. You know, when I was still middle school and he joined the core. let's not talk about age or anything
1: <laughs> yeah make me feel old <laughs> yeah, yeah appreciate I'm, getting
0: it. Up there too. I'm starting to feel it now i just had my i just had my birthday not too long ago and i was like damn dude i'm getting old as hell now i gotta figure out what the hell am i gonna do with my life you know so what so you 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 joined the Corps. you joined the Corps, and you said hey you won't believe this bullshit he told me i asked him i said what was your job dude what was your mos some of you guys i don't know what you guys army guys call it something else air force is, AFSC or whatever. I don't MOS. What was your MOS? And you won't believe this motherfucker told me. What would you say your MOS was, Frank?
1: <laughs> the only MOS that mattered in the Marine Corps. <laughs> 0311 Infantry.
0: Oh, he was a fucking grunt. You want to talk about people eating crayons? These are the guys who eat all the crayons.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my gosh mm. tell us a little bit about your time in the core cool, man let, let people know who you are so they can get comfortable with you and find out who is this frank man who is this guy who's this jarhead hanging out with sergeant g
1: tonight well just just to give you guys some reasons of, of why i joined the marine corps and, and these were reasons found out later on i come from a small town in the backwoods of ohio you know there was nothing there there's still nothing there there's no no nothing so you know I was had an opportunity by a mentor of, my, uh, of mine when I was younger to take me to the Marine Corps Recruiting Office and or a couple of them and make me to dec- help me decide to what I'm going to do after I graduate high school. Now this was the summer of my junior year, 1994, and I was like, "All right, let's go." So he takes me and I did. I decided that I was going to join the United States Marine Corps, um, and. It and it was ready to go. You know, went through the delayed entry, late entry program. Uh, for those of you that basically, I enlisted a year before I went, and and was prom. You know, had a promise that yes, I am definitely going, unless you know something accident happened otherwise whatever, but it never did. I graduated high school June 1st of 1995. June 6th of uh, June 5th, I was up on my way to Pittsburgh, Meps, doing a check in and, and getting ready to. Swear in for the last time before I could say no. (laughs) Once you're at MEPS and then you are swearing in, then when you swear in that one last time, (laughs) you're stuck. Because after that, you can't say no, right?
0: Absolutely. And all y'all know that day. Y'all know that day. Yeah. Everybody knows that day.
1: (laughs) So June 6th. I'm on the plane flying to the first time ever on a plane in my life. Harris <laughs> Island, South Carolina. <laughs> now, mind you, I land. We get out, we get on a bus and we're driving around for like three and a half, four hours late in the night, into the morning. And we have no clue what in the heck where we're going. We're like, why is an airport this far away from where we're going? What in God's green earth, right? <laughs> so I Get out there on Veris Island. I don't know how it is now, but when I was in, see, like I told you, I went to the real Marine boot camp. (laughs) And one thing that I did not inform you is that I'm actually old, you know, you know, we have the... Salty Dog Marines. I'm the old school <laughs> Marine because I was pre-Crucible. We didn't go through that Crucible bull crap. We <laughs> didn't do no right? Crucible. <laughs> we didn't do that Crucible. You know, tag your buddy along, and you know, your buddy could go with you and help you and 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 <clears throat> coddle you a little bit. No, we didn't have the Crucible. <laughs> all right. The drill instructor gets on that bus. The fear of God just got shattered. And as soon as that guy stepped on that bus, he stopped in on that bus and and looked. And just open mouth and unleash so all hell fury, yelling and screaming to get off of his bus, get out there and, you know, boom, 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 everything else. That was June 7th of
0: 1995. <laughs> oh, we all remember those days. We, we remember remember what it was like. See, when I went through, we did the Crucible. We did the Crucible. The Crucible has changed since I've been through, right? So Crucible, like I said, you guys, like I tell you guys, you guys can go to P.I. If you guys go to P.I., congratulations. You probably enjoy being bit on the ass all fucking day, day in and day out, you know. So I tell people, I'm a Hollywood Marine. I live in Oklahoma, so I'm on the west side of the Mississippi. So we get to go to California, unlike you, where you say you drove around for three or four hours. We were watching airplanes land and take off every fucking day. We were literally on the flight line when we trained. Like you're watching planes in and out all day long. You're like son of a bitch, dude. Like that's sad that you just see these planes take off and they come in. They take off. There's more marines leaving. There's more marines coming. More people trying to be marines. You know.
1: Yeah, but but the thing is, is we have more military bearing because (laughs) a we don't have civilization around us like you do. Two. We are embedded. Whenever those daggone sand fleas bite your ass, guess what? You better not flinch because if you flinch, you're pushing. You're going to the sand pit. And then then if you slap one and kill it, oh, no, 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 no. You better find it. You better build a casket for it. And you better give it a damn good proper burial. And then you're going for an island hopping campaign. Most of you new Marines don't know what an island hopping campaign is. Okay. I don't know. Do you know what an island hopping campaign know what is? No, an island
0: hopping campaign. Okay.
1: Is. Yeah. So, and the other branches definitely don't have a clue what an island they hopping is. They ain't got no idea. Like, what the hell is that?
0: What the hell is an island hopping campaign?
1: Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll let them stew on that one. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So, so you've been
0: in for some time. You say you got out back in 02, correct?
1: Yeah, I I got it in uh, December seventh of o2 December seventh of o2 This guy started
0: hitting me with knowledge and all this shit. <laughs> he's like, "What's this day? What's this day?" Dude, I ain't studied wrinkle history or anything. And fucking since 09 when I got out, I was like, "I'm done. I'm not." Done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, "Ah." He started hitting me with all this stuff, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is freaking amazing!" You know, like, but he's had every his whole time in the career, he in the core, he's had a lot of dates that are you just like, "Damn, dude!" Like. You were meant to
1: be a marine with all this shit, all the days well, that you hit going yeah, into exactly. The- you like know? I said, I was born on February 23rd.
0: February 23rd. I bet you guys don't know what day that is. He just fresh my memory. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. No shit. Ain't that the damn truth. I remember seeing that shit all the time. You know, it's the Marine Corps knowledge, right? That's the, that's when that yep. flag went up. That's that memorable moment when that flag went up on Iwo Jima, he was telling me, man. Yep. <laughs> so,
1: 1945, the flag raising of Iwo Jima, February 23rd. And so
0: during your time, when you was time to transition, I don't know if it's changed at all. Because when I was in the Corps, it it's became horrible dude like the transition for people to transition out of the core you know getting out of the core because so you when you were in though you when you were in you was an 03 but you you're as you was telling me you you went to virginia as an 03
1: I wasn't intended on being an O3 whenever I joined <laughs> the Marine Corps, okay? You didn't sign up and say, I, like, I want to be a grunt. I want to be a grunt. No. 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 No, I didn't. You know, I, I, I ended up finding out about this, you know, thing called Marine Corps Security Forces <laughs> Um, is that I'm like, Marine Corps Security Forces. I'm like, well, what is this? And they're like, well, you can, you know, you get to wear dress blues, you get to, you know... You can have a chance to join 8th and I and, you know, go on a presidential duty and, you know, be the guy sitting outside the White House or, you know, all this and everything else. And I'm like, sign me up. I'll do it. Yeah, that sounds right. (laughs) Sign me up. I'm like, okay. Um, I'm like, all right, good to go. And um, I'm like, all right, here we go. So what do I do? Join the Marine Corps. And uh go into boot camp, go to Camp Lejeune for uh basic training or uh, SOI, uh, Infantry Training School. Because in boot camp is when I found out that You're gonna be I agree? was in 0311. Right? <laughs> right. I'm like, all right, okay. And that's, that's, what, that's what I'm one enjoying. Let's find out what
0: our MOS is going to be. Because I know when I was in boot camp, I, I told my recruiter, I said, what do you do? What's your MOS? What's your job? He's like, I, I'm a bulk fueler. I fill up airplanes and stuff i was like i want to do that job shit i can come back home and work at the airport right filling up planes with fucking bulk fuel right hell no i got i went to when i was in boot camp they're like you're gonna be a uh 1161 you're gonna be a refrigerator mechanic i was like oh fuck that's even better working on HVAC (laughs) equipment i said that's even better you know so they sent me to, to aberdeen proving grounds maryland and i was like all right i got there no shit. The day before class starts, the fucking commander pulls me in the office. He said, you're too stupid for this job. Your ASVAP scores are too low. You can't do this job. And I was like, what the fuck? I said, "I said, so where am I going to go? He said, I'm going to send you ass to the Camp Lejeune. You're going to be a water purifier. I said, motherfucker, like Polly Shore. Huh? He's like, yeah, like Polly Shore. You're going to go purify water for a living. I said, motherfuckers, dude. I, all right, I'll go, I'm I'll going. I'll go purify water. Man, I got went to that job. I did that. Job. I was in that MOS for for twelve. I did twelve weeks in that MOS, learning that job. Spent nine years in the corner. I never purified water once. The whole nine years I was in, I became a diesel engine mechanic. Is what happened.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow, that's that's just
0: yeah. Because when I was there, they asked me, you know, you know, when you graduate MOS school, they ask you, where do you want to go? East Coast, West Coast, or overseas? And I told him, I said, what do you recommend? You being you being the instructor and doing this job for years, what do you recommend? He said, Go to Okinawa. So they don't send you your last year in. Cause I thought I was only going to do four and get out, right? They said, what will happen majority of the time is that they'll wait till your last year that you're in and they'll send you over there and you have to get out over there. And I was like, I don't want that shit. I don't want to. I was like, send me to Okinawa then. Let's go to Okinawa my first year in. My wife was still in high school at the time. She was still finishing up high school. I said, like, all right, so I told her, I said, hey, I'm going to Okinawa for a year. She still had a year of school. You left. I was like, I'm gonna go, why you, why you finish up high school? I'm gonna go to Okinawa and get and get my shit, finish out my year. So when I get out, I don't have to worry about going back and leaving your ass here. You know. And so that was the best year of my life. i tell you what, best year in the core was that first year in Okinawa as a fucking a PFC, PFC Garcia. Checking in for duty so. <laughs> in But that was my time man, but you said, did you ever get to do anything fancy you work for the president?
1: Uh No, so <laughs> like I said in boot camp, that's when I found out that I was an oh three eleven Was like okay good to go not a problem <laughs> Sure, let's you know. All right. So I go to SOI train to be an in infantry Then from there, I go to my schooling, which was Marine Corps Security Forces. And Marine Corps Security Forces, they sent me to Chesapeake, Virginia, which is outside of Virginia Beach. Right. All righty. So I'm there doing my Marine Corps Security Forces. And now there was no chance of me being eighth and I. There was no chance of me being, (laughs) you know, Being up there guarding the president. Why? Because this country boy could not swim the proper way. I knew how to swim underwater and short distances. I don't even know how to doggy paddle. Boot camp, I learned how to do the elementary backstroke just to get fourth qual. So guess what? I was not going to be in those. So what do I get? Basic Marine Corps Security Forces. Where do they send me? Washington State, Banger, Washington. <laughs> What's up in Banger, Washington?
0: A not bunch a damn of not thing. a nothing.
1: Not a damn thing. I'm up there in Puget Sound with 4th platoon, Marine Corps Security Forces, guarding decommissioning of nuclear subs. <laughs> Walking around catwalks, stopping drunks from coming onto the port, <laughs> From them decommissioning nuclear subs <laughs> while it's raining every damn day.
0: You hear that, guys? You guys out in Washington, that's all it does is rain. Frank will tell you. He's a, he stood
1: watch, and that's all it did while he was standing watch was just raided. It was supposed to be a two-year contract. I was supposed to do two years on my my my, you know, my time up there. And I literally, I was just, I can't do this no more. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm like, I'm no, I requested a transfer. Yes. I requested a transfer. Oh. Now the, 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 uh, higher ups there at Banger, Washington did make sure that they took care of me whenever I transferred to the infantry, <laughs> they took care of me really well. So apparently <laughs> Somebody had put in a nice request to make sure that they gave me a duty station of their choice, <laughs> or put me into a unit of their choice while I was going down to Camp Pendleton, California.
0: <laughs> they <Yeah>. you up.
1: <laughs> oh, they hooked me up. I I I knew that I was going to the infamous Alpha Company one five, the Alpha Company one five. Okay. Right. So those of you in the Marines, you know, we're not going to go in that history lesson, but Alpha <laughs> Company 1-5, right? You giant know. You know what he's talking about. <laughs> so when I get there, I find out that I'm going to be put in boat company. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you say boat company?
0: Boca, I can't swim.
1: <laughs> I'm like, Staff Sergeant. I'm like, is there a, you know, is there an error here? I'm like, I'm a fourth qual swim. I can barely, you know, do the elementary backstroke. They're like, that's what's on your request transfers. You're going to boat company. I'm like, these motherfuckers got me. They got me. I'm like, I'm from the backwoods of Ohio. The best thing that I got for a beach is what's called bar camp. That actually is a man-made water that you have sand put in the front of the water where you have water with buoys with rope that separate you from the fishing area of people driving, you know, bass boats and stuff fishing on. And I got fish twirling around me. That's the beach to me Or we got (laughs) stripping pits that they coal mine and put in, you know, filled in with water and threw fish in that sucker. That's water. I don't know the ocean. The ocean's got shit in there that I have no clue of. All right. So I'm like boat company. What the hell? I'm like, what do you put me on? (laughs) <laughs> right. I don't know. what I'm like, am I getting on this freaking big old you know, metal thing out in the water? That's when I get cricked and that's a ship, not a boat. You know, <laughs> a boat's a submarine or I get put on a, you know. So I got put on what's called a Zodiac. <laughs> I, I'm like, wait a minute. I saw those on a few posters in the Marine Corps recruiting <laughs> office. All right, <laughs> I got that, you know. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Lo and behold, of course, I, I call it an initiation because they knew I couldn't swim. No shit. Um, (laughs) So we get out there in the middle of the ocean. Now I am. There is a lot of things that I am not afraid of. I will tell you this right now. I don't care what it is, how it is, animal, this and everything else. I ain't afraid of much. There's a very few things that I am afraid of. But going out into that water and not (laughs) knowing what's out there and all of a sudden freaking not being able to freaking swim and drowning. That is a fear. Right. So you put me on that Zodiac And what do they do? They got to learn you how to make sure you survive and get back up just in case the freaking boat tips over or a wave hits or something happens. And, you know, somebody decides to drop a missile on your ass and the water makes you flip over. (laughs) You got to figure out how to survive. Right. So what do they do? They physically tip the boat over (laughs) on purpose. While we are now, they do this on purpose. So what they do is they have the one Zodiac going through creating waves and what's the other Zodiac doing behind it? Make sure he hits that thing the wrong way. So guess what? <laughs> Z- <laughs> right. You're going over. It's... I'm down there panicking, freaking stressing. you know, trying to, you know, trying to figure out what in the hell I'm doing. I got my flak jacket on. I got my shit on. I'm freaking <laughs> panicking, freaking and going up under, back out and everything else. And, mm. and um, they, they drug me. They got the boat tipped. They got the Zodiac tipped over, pulled me back in. And over the course of a couple times, you know, the fear subsided because I started paying attention. There was this <laughs> one guy on the other boat that he had, He held onto the rope a certain way. <laughs> and then I saw their boat tip over. And what happened whenever they put the boat back over? Boat comes over. He's on the end. it's in the water. When it goes over, he's puffing inside of it. He had a hold of the rope. He was underneath the boat where there was air between the boat and the water. <laughs> and he's still <laughs> breathing. And he's holding on something to keep his ass from sinking. <laughs> now, I'm not saying it's not saving him from any sharks down there biting on his feet. or no else. no shit, right? He's still got air, right?
0: He's a as
1: shit. But he's surviving, so... I learned how to do that so next time that boat tipped over guess who was on the inside dragging everybody in
0: no shit like, like
1: this dude. 0311 I can, I can swim I can do it I can't swim I can't swim, but I can sure as hell hold on and have, save my ass from dying and be the <laughs> no guy bringing shit, right? everybody
0: else in. I ain't drowning. I ain't going to yeah. drown.
1: <laughs> yeah, I ain't
0: drowning. You know, yeah. Pacific Ocean can be mean. That's what, I think that's, what, that's what a lot of people forget is that Marines, we always by the ocean. Never by no matter where you go, 90% of the time, you're going to be by the ocean. East Coast, West yeah. Coast, or overseas, it don't matter. 90% yeah, of overseas, the time, unless you're one of the lucky wherever? motherfuckers that never said with Marines. And you get stationed in some fucking boom duck town in freaking New York or freaking Ohio or somewhere. And you're just like, how the fuck you get stationed there? You know? Yeah. But majority of us, 90% of us, 98, 99% of us, we buy the ocean. We always gonna play in the ocean. <laughs> it never
1: fails, you know. And, and you know, they say, you know, it's on air, land, and sea. Since when is an ocean been called a damn sea? <laughs> right right <laughs> i'm like why why are you calling the ocean to see i know we're trying to make it sound like we're you know we're you know we're derived from vikings and pirates over here but shit that ain't no see that's the ocean i don't know what's in that sucker i don't know what's in there. there's so much shit in there there's so much shit in there man oh yeah, my especially God. you know whatever go ahead you know, especially when we know, and I don't know about you, but when I was in, whenever I was stationed in Japan, we did six month tour. We were on the, I was on the Dubuque. Our target practice was trash that we threw off the back end of the freaking boat, off the ship. <laughs> right. So I know some of the stuff that's in there, but other than that, I don't know what's eating that shit. I don't know what's eating all that shit that we throw <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's, the, that's the crazy. though. That's what I that's was telling Frank. Though. I said, Gunny Esteli over there, with born in a bar. He's got some, he's writing a book. Like I tell you guys, he's writing a book. He's got a book coming out November 10th, 2021. <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm going to launch it November 10th. I said, of course, on the Marine Corps birthday, we're going to launch it and get it Get it going. He's like, yeah, he's I'm gonna launch it. And so, so I was telling, I was telling Frank, I was like, you gotta get some of your stories over there. I bet you make a good, make a make it a real good book over there. I mean, he's got awesome stories. Like you can look him up and see some of the stories. You're like, oh, you, you your stomach will hurt from laughing so hard because you're like, holy shit, this shit really happened. Because I don't know about the Air Force, the Army guys. I'm sure they got good stories, but Marines, we we got some amazing stories. We've done some stupid shit, but. We we crazy and we, we crazy ourselves, dude. We all come from different walks of life. Like I said, you Frank, yeah. you come in, you said I'm from small podunk town out in Ohio. He said my graduating class was like a hundred people. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so and then for us Marines, we come from... I mean, you, when you was in the Corps, I'm sure it's the same way. Is that we all come from different walks of life, dude. You got people from New York, from Brooklyn, from Cali, from Florida, all over the country that live a wholly, completely different life. And we all come together to put that damn EGA yeah. in our hearts and become brothers.
1: Exactly. Once a Marine, always a Marine. And the, bottom, the thing that I love about the Marine Corps is... I don't know if they do this now, but when I went in, I was a green every marine in there was the color green green you're all green you were light green you were dark green you were green green Yep. right there was none of this separation there was none of this you know you were this you were that you were all a no you were all maggot scumbag recruit (laughs) in boot camp (laughs) all right but the moment (laughs) That now, like I said before, I was, you know, I was a real marine. I, I got my EGA on the day that I graduated, and I walked that parade deck of Paris Island. I received See, that's that the EGA. Though. That's and what I, I was tell guys. The title.
0: That's how they're doing it in Cali now. That's how they're doing it in Cali. You got your EGA on a parade deck. You were marching around. They gave you a fucking EGA. de fucking do. Let me tell you, when I went through the crucible. When I went to the Crucible, the very last event is that's where we get our EGAs when we finish when we graduate when we finish the Crucible. You say you didn't do it in boot camp because it wasn't a thing when you were in. But when I was in, we ours was we climbed up Mount Motherfucker. If you guys know, you jarheads know, you guys might still climb that damn thing, Mount Motherfucker. We got to the very top. And it must have been like 06. The sun was starting to peak up, you know. The clouds were coming down over the mountains and they played I'm a proud to be an American at the top of it. They had a whole fucking they had a whole thing set up and we're all standing there. We're all in formation. And that's when they gave us our EGA. <laughs> but I was like, damn, I'm going to bring tears to eyes. You. You're like, son of a bitch, you know, like, damn, I actually did something. I finally did something in my life that was meant that is going to mean something to me in the future, you know. And so for a majority of that- us, like I tell people, for the enlisted side, it's a little diff- it's different than the officer side. <clears throat> the enlisted side, a lot of us are, we're running for something. We're trying to get away from something. We're trying to get away from the life that we're in because we're like, we don't want to do this shit no more. Versus in offices, like, I just want to be a Marine because I think it'd be badass to be a Marine or whatever, you know. Because they got to go to so- college. They got to get their degree. But for like us, the enlisted guys, it's like, I had to get away. I'm trying to get away from what I'm dealing with. I got to get out of the town. I got to get out of my small podunk town where I'm at. I got to make a difference in my life, you know. But so that, that, let that's me one ask of the you things. this
1: question.
0: When did you graduate? I graduated in oh, high school and uh,
1: uh, Marine Corps. Boot camp. Boot camp yeah. was in 01. What, when, what month?
0: Well, I graduated, let's see. I went in January 8th of 01. So 13 weeks after that, like April.
1: You want to know something? Huh. Our paths crossed. Did it? Because. I was stationed at Etson range coaching recruits on the rifle range. Get the range. fuck out of here. And I was there when they transitioned and introduced the crucible. So I got, to, I actually was, got to do the crucible because we had to make sure we trained and taught you guys. Right. Because we right. were the ones teaching you the, you know, at Edson range. Right. So I had went through the crucible. I wasn't impressed. Because it beats <laughs> nothing to field week all right. Anyhow, whatever But our paths Did cross whenever you were a no Young shit. Look at that. I was a coach you're at probably, Edson you're, Ranch.
0: Probably that, you're probably there coaching me How to shoot that fucking M16 <laughs> Go figure that shit Like I said, it's a small core, man It's a small core That's what a lot of people don't understand I was like, look, dude, Marines, we are the smallest branch Out of all the branches, we are the smallest You know and they're still trying to reduce our, reduce our numbers, reduce our numbers. I think when I was in, we got our numbers up to like 214K. And now I think they're down to like 120 right now is where they're sitting at, about 120,000. Know? And they keep trying to get it smaller, make it smaller, make it smaller. But the government has been trying to get a Marine, get rid of the Marine Corps for decades. But they, 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 they come to the understanding that we can't get rid of the Marine Corps because they're the only crazy motherfuckers that we can round up in a drop of a pin. And we can get them round up and shipped out quicker than anybody else. You know, yeah. was
1: like, well, it's it's like in my case, you know, I ended up I, I, I did my six months in Okinawa when I was with company one five. And then right after I got without company one five, literally month like November, I returned. February of 98, I'm got a there's there a select few. There was only like 15 of us that got pulled from one five and got told we're going to Kuwait. No shit. I'm like, what the hell? We got attached to freaking uh um the IMF going over to Kuwait for four months. I spent time in Kuwait. Now I'm that kind of guy that's on my DD two fourteen. I have a JMUC, and everybody knows that JMUC is a joint meritorious unit citation award, it means I worked with foreign entities, but I have zero foreign sea service on my DD two fourteen. How the
0: fuck does that happen?
1: ask headquarters Marine Corps to unlock <laughs> that freaking document. All right. And then exactly. I got a J muck, but I got no foreign sea service. i made it to do 14. And that's where I ended up after that. I got out. I went up, you know, this is where the Marine Corps also duped me. You know, we're talking about, you know, how you got things and, you know, rifle range coach was end up. They were talking about introducing as a B billet. Yeah. Guess what? No. I never got it as a B billet, so no. I went and bit a rank guy because I did not want to be a drill instructor. I'm I sorry, know. I did not want to do that. I did not want to be there. I'm oh, like, no, uh, nobody no. wants
0: to do that shit. I don't know who who does wants to do that shit. That's what they tagged so, me with. That's what they tagged me with. That when my contract was coming to the end, they said, "Hey, you got to go do a B billet. You're going to be a recruiter." I said, "Fuck you guys, I'm out. Here's my here's <laughs> give my two fourteen. I'm out of here. I ain't
1: doing that." I was that's a three year deployment, yeah. dude. I got kids at home. I can't be gone for three years. You know exactly. So that's where, you know, it goes back to where this is a small, you know, entity is I ended up coaching recruits on rifle. We were there when the crucible developed and I, you know, there, whenever you were there, so our paths whether it, inadvertently or directly at one point, we were in the same duty station together. No when you recruit. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the guys that I actually were coached whenever I first got there in 98. Now, I left in June of 2001 to go over to Golf Company 2 2 in Camp Lejeune. Mm -hmm. When I get over to Camp Lejeune, this guy's a freaking Lance Corporal sitting over, you know, getting ready to turn corporal. Whenever I get over to Golf Company 2 2, the kid that I recruit, that I coached on the rifle range to be an expert.
0: the core that's the core man that, that, that's just the way the core is it, it, it it's, it's always it's like you said yourself though you were Lance Corporal more than once right yep <laughs> I was the a Lance Corporal twice right that's that's the
1: core
0: though man like you said he said I, I was the Lance corporal more than once it's like I saw Gunny yesterday not too long ago he was like we would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD and products made locally. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD. Their website www.Rafa180.com or email at rafacbd@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: They truly believe your journey matters.
0: dude he said i was i was told that you'd be you'd be through two two marriages before you pick up staff so he did it i was like Fuck it. <laughs> i said it sounds about right man. It, it it is it's the military it's the core it's just the way it is man it's just it, it's gotten crazy with that stuff so 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 when your time came to an end while you was in the core how was that transition for you how was how was the did you get to go through taps or whatever they called it when you would go when you were getting out
1: okay so let's you know let those of us that you know those that recall i i I told everybody that i got out december 7th of 2002. um we all know what happened on september 11th right of 2001. yep um now mind you i had already done four months in the sandbox in kuwait doing things that i are not on my dd-214 to say that i did them (laughs) right Right. You okay. didn't do it. Stop lying. <laughs> exactly. But I got a J muck that proves it and I'm sticking to it. Um, So <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, and, and this is the part to where, you know, and, and some people are saying, no, dude, shut up You're You're just being a conspiracy theorist. I'm not being a conspiracy theorist because I left camp Pendleton on June of 2001 I had a whole 30 because I was married and I had kids and everything. I was able to do the 30-day transfer instead of the traditional 10 days whatever, because I had yeah, to yeah. pack everything up. And so I took the opportunity. I packed everything up. I drove across country. And um, I ended up, once I checked in the golf company, 2-2, I'm finding out, guess where I'm going next month in <laughs> August of 2001 <laughs> back to california
0: <laughs> no I just got
1: here i'm like what 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 why what why and guess where they guess where we were going for one month in california
0: where are you going cax ah two
1: nine you go to two nine <laughs> we went no we didn't go to two nine. we went to cax we went to 29 palms to do yep. cax i don't know what they call it now the stumps but we then call it the stumps combined,
0: two nine yeah stumps. it was the
1: stumps yeah but we ended up going there to do um cax which is a combined arms training exercise which yep. was you know mortars bomb you know planes dropping shit live round fires and Going through the trenches of the desert and this right. and everything else. It's just out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, I just left California. <laughs> I just left, motherfucker. And you're sending my ass back there for 30 more damn days? God, this goddamn jarhead can't cut a break. <laughs> I can't swim. I get stuck in boat company. I go overseas. I have no track record to prove that I've been there. <laughs> I now go over to Camp Lejeune I'm going back to California (laughs) okay fine so we went I knew the day that we you know when we saw was planned that we were coming back on September 10th September 10th our plane was arriving we were coming in late on September 11th good to go Now, in true military fashion, everywhere I've been, you're ready to do those trying to training. You leave, you go over, it's hurry up and wait. All of a sudden, on September 8th, they come to us and say, hey, we're cutting the, we're, we're leaving a day early. We're like, what do you mean? Get your shit together, get your shit packed up. We're now flying out on September 9th. Or no, September 10th. We're flying out on September 10th. My bad. We were supposed to fly out on September 11th. I had my day screwed up. September 11th, we were supposed to fly back. And they were like, we're flying back on September 10th. Like, we didn't question it. We're like, okay, sure. What the fuck? Whatever. So we fly back on September 10th because it was so supposed to be flying back on the 11th and have the 12th to, you know, go half a day as Married Marines and check in formation at 1300. Right. Um, so we find out on September, you know, 8th, we're leaving on the 10th. We're like, okay, not a problem. So we're get all this shit packed up on the 9th, get everything ready, shove it in the sea bag, get on the plane, doo, back to Camp Lejeune. <laughs> now, at that time, I was a sergeant. I had picked up sergeant rank finally, you know, after being a, you know, Lance Cooley twice. And... As I'm, you know, I, I could not be just a traditional married Marine saying, Hey, I'm going to show up at, you know, for 1300 formation, and, you oh, know, right. whatever else I had to go and make sure my my Marines were squared away, ready to go, you know, had their stuff set up and ready to get in formation, you know? So I get there and as I'm going through the gates, I'm literally like three cars before me. The radio breaks in about september 11th that you know there's a fire in the twin tower and i get through check it and all of a sudden i didn't even know camp lejeune had sirens i didn't know they had freaking you know these these alert systems right i had no clue and then the gate closes they're, they they are getting stuff to put barricades in the gates like all of a sudden freaking motor tees You know, coming down the road and and they're bringing stuff up to pick up the freaking barricades and block off the freaking gate entrance and everything was like, what the fuck? (laughs) On the radio, it was announced that a plane had hit the second tower. We're now in a terrorist situation. And now, mind you, I had about another 13 minute drive before I got to my barracks. Right. Well, I don't think the MPs gave a rat shit ass what everybody was freaking that actually got on base. We were hauling ass to freaking you just seen every car just go in the direction split where we had to go and just haul an ass. Right. Right. Um, because when you take a look at the lineage, the line of everything else, you have New York. You have the Pentagon. You have Washington, D.C. You have you know, Norfolk, Virginia base, you have Camp Lejeune, right? Just a major impact on the military is right there on the East coast.
0: Coast, Right. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You know, so we're, you know, I get there to barracks and everybody's just hovered around the TV just in the, in the, in the, not in their own rooms, mind you, not there, we're all in the lounge, just the lounge everybody's area. there in the lounge watching this shit. And, and I walk into it being replayed and was like, let's go. Like, where are we going? We're going to the armory. Right. And lo and behold, as we're getting everybody in formation and I get everybody there, um, of course, we went everywhere in formation. I didn't care if it was shit hitting the fan or whatever else. You went in formation. You make sure you had accountability of your Marines and you knew what was going on. And... Um, just before we got there, we were like the first unit there getting rifles Actually, Everybody else is coming and then the freaking um armory got the call that these units were going. And thank goodness my unit was on the list to be able to freaking get our weapons right. Right. No shit. You know, well, I didn't know I, uh, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna I'm like, I, I'm like, give me the weapons. There's shit going on. I want our fucking weapons. I would have been and fighting with the armor or whatever. Else. Right. Or I would have slipped. Or I would have slipped them a freaking two hundred dollars and said, "Hey, give me the <laughs> right. <shit>. let's go.
0: <laughs> let's go. Let's." You do know, this.
1: because if you if if you want your rifle clean, you take a twenty dollar bill and you slide it up in that freaking, you know, right. chamber and you know take it to the armor and you'll never have a dirty weapon ever again.
0: No shit, right?
1: So, any of it all, uh, now I'm not saying this. I'm not, <laughs> not saying, saying that I, But I'm not I think it's only us jarheads that but,
0: have to clean our weapons. I don't think anybody else cleans the rifle, honestly.
1: <laughs> exactly. But those of you that are cleaning your rifle, um, if if you are having one of those moments to where you're just not sure, or you're always that guy that doesn't get it cleared first time going to the armor, a $20 bill goes a long way it goes a long ways dude Saint. it goes a long way they can go buy him a six pack and buy ourselves so, a six pack with that 20 you know you didn't hear that from me <laughs> maybe you did maybe you didn't you didn't hear that that's not
0: me. coming from some salty salty ass jarhead we don't know what we're talking about
1: <laughs> so we're getting there and we're we're ready we're we're getting back to the you know get back to the command i'm checking in see what's going on and Cause we don't know what's happening. You know, we, we had just heard that uh, a plane got taken down in Pennsylvania. Um, you know, that a plane was potentially, st- you know, there's planes still in the air that was heading towards the Pentagon. We don't know if there were more planes or anything like that. So we, we don't know if we were next target or what. Right. And uh, that's, that's one day that I'll never forget um, ever, you know, out of all the dates that I've passed around and, you know, their key word key to me is that day. There is like, you know, shit just got real everything that i had learned everything that i had trained for whenever i had you know the stuff that i had trained and took over to over kuwait whenever i was over there doing the things that i was over there doing that there's no record of um <laughs> it, it it's now on our home soil that's something that has not happened since what the war of 1812
0: right like to actually see the terrorist attack hit Home soil, like I mean, and people don't think it, but you're like, this shit can happen. The shit that we do overseas can happen here. It can happen here. People can do it. Yeah, I'm saying we aren't the only strong forces. I mean, there's a lot of strong forces out there that can bring that shit here to us. You know?
1: Yeah, and so it it was. Now, once you know, we were we were unlocked on base for, I think it was like four or five days. We were locked on base, and you know, at this point. I've got the camis that are on my back. You know, my shit's at the house. Right,
0: right. You right. know, my, yeah, my ex-wife you, and you, you the kids. On base. During that time, you trapped on base. Yeah. See, I, was in, I was in Okinawa when that happened. We're in the middle of a typhoon when it happened. That's when we were watching. Oh. We were at the lounge all watching it on TV, too. We're in Okinawa. We're like, well, I guess we can pack our shit up, too. I guess we're going to get ready to go, right? We're going to get ready to pump out. We need support battalion, but I'm we'll, we'll see what they're going to need. You need support. You deploy. You always need support, right? People yeah. want
1: to hit on diesel engines. And now go. now mind you, cell phones weren't big.
0: No, they weren't big then. No.
1: You know, you didn't have us, you know, you you were lucky enough to have a cell phone or afford one, you know.
0: Right. No shit.
1: But um, you know, so all as I was able to do is go down to the duty desk and borrow the phone and call back to the house and you know, to let, you know, the wife and kids know that hey, I'm all right. I don't yeah. know if one wanna be here, but you know, hang tight. You know, I'll be there.
0: Right, I'll be there. And I
1: remember, I remember whenever I got home. Is you know, like I said, you know, my ex-wife. But you know, one of the things, the first things I did is I held my kids. Right. You know, I held my kids. Absolutely. Because that it's like, you know, just being able to be able to be alive and knowing that you know I still had them here and that we had 343 people who died in you know the 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 towers and I forget the total number in the planes. Yeah, you know that crashed, but it was like shit. And
0: no, guess what it is, it is it's, it's things like that dude i mean that's that's why i do this show though so we can talk we can talk about this kind of stuff the things that we think about and the things that continue to haunt us on a daily basis we deal with it you guys understand you guys know this is why i do the stone this is why i do the stone vet this is why i do what i do i talked to frank and he said he don't smoke cannabis but hey you know everybody has their day everybody will have their day when they come to a plant right it is. It's, it, it's medicine. A lot of people don't understand that people are still stuck on the stigma because the government gave it a stigma saying it's bad for you, it's bad for you. I mean, back in the 90s, the whole DARE program, stay no to drugs, say no to drugs, and cannabis is one of the biggest ones. They say say no to, right? Because the government gave that stigma on cannabis, on how bad cannabis is. But now there's research projects. Brian Buckley out of Hellman Valley Grow Company out, out of San Diego, California, he's there in San Diego. He has a multi million dollar research project going on on cannabis right now and the medicinal benefits of cannabis to help us who are suffering from PTSD, body aches, back pains. We're Marines, we have our bodies hurt. I don't care who the hell you are, I don't care what what era of the core you were in, your body fucking hurts. Everybody had to put a pack on, everybody had to hump their asses off for no damn reason in all hours of the night, right? Oh. And you know, and that's just let's one of let's, let's,
1: let's talk about that pack.
0: You know, putting that pack on, you know, you know, going about putting the pack on. And then you got you got other brothers out of out of Phoenix, Arizona. You got Rico with Veteran Action Council who who was advocating. He he wrote he wrote the green paper and submitted a veteran, the Veteran Health Administration, submitted a 60 page document about the medicinal benefits of cannabis. Because like you guys know, I'm a huge advocate for cannabis because I understand the medicinal benefits it has for us. It helps me with my PTSD and my body aches. When I'm hurting, it helps. And that's the biggest thing is breaking the stigma, educating yourself. Just like medication, when when the doctor puts you on medication, he says, come come back in two weeks and let me know how it's working for you. It's the same thing with cannabis. When you use cannabis and CBD and CBG and CBN and CBDV and all these other CBDs that are out there, when you can mix that with THC, the medicinal benefits are phenomenal, you know. And so we don't want to scare people to say, oh, we'll take this. Well, I don't know what I'm taking. Well, let let me show you what kind of terpene profile this thing has. When you see the terpenes that are in it, what does it help with? Does it help with insomnia? Does it help with anxiety? Does it help with depression? And there, there, there are plenty of strains that do do that. Some people just smoke just to get high. There's days where I'm like that. I like to smoke just to get high because I don't like being in my head. I hate dealing with the demons that are in my head because, like you, Frank, we all have bad memories and we're like, I don't want to fucking remember that shit, you know. And it always tends to happen whenever the when we when we don't need it to happen when we're in the middle of doing something important, the fucking demons come out,
1: you know. And, you know, and and you know to touch base on that real quick if you don't mind. Um no. I'm I'm a Gen X. Yeah, I was born in '77. I'm 44 years old. Right, we we we. And, and of course, like I said, I was old school Marine, right? Your feelings didn't matter. <laughs> when I grew up, you, 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 I'm sorry that your girlfriend dumped you, but suck it up, buttercup and move on. No shit. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> no shit. And, you know, when you come from a childhood background like mine, you know, that they're, they're, you know, the, where you don't remember your childhood inside the home, but you can remember everybody outside that mentored you between, you know, the guy named Hooter that helped me decide to join the Marine Corps, scout leaders and, you know, high school teachers and, and other people that, you know, things of like this. You can remember all that, but not inside the home. And then you go into the Marine Corps and, you know, interacting with the stuff that I'd interacted with and, and dealing with that. I've never dealt with my demons. Right. Like I said, it may explain, you know, the core relationship choices. It may explain, you know. like I said, you know, I, I haven't, I wasn't that stellar. I was not that stellar parent. Right. I, I will not lie to you to this day. You know, I, I, you know, I never really showed my kids affection, and that's on me. And that's something that it took me a while to mend, and I'm still mending that. Right. Um, but, I, I don't take meds. I haven't went and seek any doctors, talking to doctors or anything else, and I have not done cannabis. Right. You know. Am I a candidate that should be going to talk to somebody? Probably. (laughs) Am I somebody that should probably attempt, you know, to maybe smoke that because I body hurts and, you know, my neck, my back, my knees, my hips. And every time I walk, I get snap, crackle, pop going on (laughs) Um, because or, you know, and that or that, you know, I get days that I just can't sleep for crap or there's days that I just want to do nothing but sleep. Right. 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 Maybe there is. Should I? Like I said, I'm a Gen X. Feelings are just like.
0: No, absolutely. And, that, and that's one of the things we struggle with. Like you said, I mean, especially being a parent, you guys know, I mean, if any of you all have children, you guys know, you like, like my, my, one of my oldest sons right now, he's 16. And um, I treated him like shit growing up. You know, him growing up, I've treated him like shit. I've held him to a different standard than I held his siblings. And I feel like shit because I need to make up for it. I need to make up for the way I've treated him because I mean, a lot of the shit was because while well, I was in the Corps, because of the deployments, because of the stupid shit that I've done. And, you know, I, I did take it out on him and I, he didn't deserve it. You know what I'm saying? He didn't deserve it. And it sucks, dude. It, it sucks. But, I mean, that's one of the things that we're trying to learn as veterans is being able to reach out to my brother and say, hey, dude, I'm hurting today. You got a minute to talk so I can get the shit off my chest. You got, can, you got a minute so we can hang out and bullshit for a minute just so I can get my mind right, so I can get right before I go back to talk with the family and be with the family. This is what I tell you guys, you guys that that come in and subscribe to my channel, I try to help you guys by showing you there's people out there. You're not the only one struggling. You aren't the only one struggling. We all struggle. Whatever it is, we all struggle with 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 the demons that continue to attack us. And that's why I say we have to build our community around us. We have to build our community around us as the veteran, because we can relate when we bring our brothers in like Frank. He can relate to what I'm talking about. He can understand. He knows. He's like, oh, I, I got it, dude. I, I dealt with that shit last week. Or I had that last month happen to me. Let me tell you how I got out of it. Let me show, tell you how I got out of the funk, you know? I've got I've got, I've got, got acquaintances that I talk to right now. And they're like, man, the demons are attacking me today. I feel like shit. I'm depressed as hell. I don't want to do shit. And I just keep texting. How you doing today? How you doing today? I'm not annoying, motherfucker. That I'm going to tell you. I'm going to text you and make sure you're good. And so you get your ass off that couch and go and do something and find your purpose again, you know? And you, Frank, you found your purpose, man. I mean, I don't know how your transition was from the core. I know for me, it sucked. They gave me a week to transition from four oh. years, from nine years of active duty. They told me, go to this class for a week and they're going to teach you how to get ready for the rest of your life oh,
1: after the that, core. That's you know? why I wanted to give you that precipice of 9 11. Um, yeah. Because when I got out, um. I got out in December seventh of two thousand two, which I've already said that is. Yeah, we were we were on the verge of the point. Yeah, Afghanistan. Yeah, because you're right there. You're getting ready to pump out. Yep, and now when you talk about the packs, now when I was in, I didn't have. I still had the woodland camis. They were changing oh. over to the digitals. I didn't have the digital.
0: Yeah, I okay. was the same way. I, I, tra- I did the transition. I did the transition I, over here.
1: I didn't have the Molly gear. I had the ALICE pack. The ALICE pack, yep. <laughs> okay, so anybody that's done the, with the ALICE pack, the Molly pack will save your body somewhat. Not 100%. But save it better. <laughs> the ALICE pack does not do anything for your body. It makes it worse. And then you try shoving about 120, 30 pounds of shit in there to give you a 150-pound pack with a metal frame and a freaking, you know, canvas bag. You no, know, you're fitting up, So you're rounding about 150, you know, between your flak jacket, your Alice, your Alice pack with a metal frame, your belt with canteens <laughs> on it, your camis, <laughs> your boots, you know, come full on. Ammo,
0: full ammo, full ammo. ammo,
1: you know, on this shit. So, <laughs> and that's whenever I had found out that my body was beat to shit. Right. I, we were on a seven mile hump, easy, seven miles out to the middle of the woods of Camp Lejeune. And then literally halfway through my body was, my back was screaming, (laughs) was hurting. I had pain (laughs) shooting up and down. And literally I could see the LZ. Now, mind you, I was the Sergeant and I already talked to my Marines and I had spent time in that sandbox. I know that you get there in February, it's cold as shit. I know when you're getting there in June, It's 140-some degree damn weather. It's hot (laughs) as shit.
0: That's what I tried to tell my son. I said, it's literally hell on earth. Like, you be in the summertime,
1: mm. it's literally hell on earth. 8 a.m., it's 140 degrees. And the kicker is, you better have fucking long sleeves. Why? (laughs) Because when you're in 140-damn-degree weather, whenever it hits night, that shit drops 30 degrees, and you're fucking freezing. It's cold as shit. And it may may be 110, 110, but it's freaking cold as hell to your body because you're like, what the just happened. It's a culture. What happened if you got beanies
0: on? You got your beanies on? You're like, it's fucking cold as shit. It's, yeah. it's 98 degrees. I hear like, what are you talking about. I said, like, it's cold as <laughs>
1: <laughs> Right? After you're sitting in 140 degree weather out there in the middle, you know, in the sandbox. Oh, no shit. So I, I knew what was coming. I knew where we were going. And when I was on that hump, I dropped. I could not feel my waist down. I was paralyzed. Shit and they're taking me out on the stretcher so instead of my marines humping back another seven miles to get the endurance they're all i'm off i don't know what happened i go to medical they give me this freaking they didn't even do x-rays <laughs> until no. after they gave me these shots in my fucking backside right then they sent no. me off for x-rays
0: no no what are you talking so, about then? <laughs>
1: Yeah. So I go in there. They get, you know, they get the x rays. They're like, well, you got a bunch of shiny particles in there. Maybe it's a defective film. All six films. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> right. So finally, whatever this shot was, eight and a half hours later, I'm actually getting feeling back in my body and my legs and <laughs> able to sit up and function. And you now that was, that was terrifying. And I'm like, um, I'm, what the fuck? And I'm, I'm now, I can't move my lower half.
0: Right. Like what you the know, fuck I break my I'm spine like, or what happened? Yeah. What the fuck did I do?
1: Exactly. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And that's whenever I found out I had two deteriorated disc, a pinch nerve, uh two deteriorated disc, a um herniated disc, pinch nerve, and both hip displacements in my lower back.
0: Godly.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, so <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there, you know, finally going, you know, going through the physical therapy and whatever. And I'm like, six week light duty is not going to cut it. So on my fourth week of light duty, I went back to the base and I'm like, I got to come back. I got to, I, I, I can't be doing this. I go into physical therapy, coming home, you know, yeah, I could spend time with my kids and everything else, but I, 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 I need to be here for my Marines. I can go over there and save lives. Right. They wouldn't let me. Nope. They're like too much of a duty. I'm like, okay, really? uh you're smoking crack (laughs) i'm going i've been there i know how to i'm going to save marines lives and you know and then it was like either transfer and you know there was a few choice words that were exchanged between me and the (laughs) you know battalion sergeant major um and for me to go and it was either get njp'd and get transferred or it was and then get pushed out in a medical if that wasn't able to happen. Uh but also get NJP'd. Or it was to go to S three, get an early six month out, and never put up with the sergeant major having to see my face ever again and get out honorable discharge. I had two kids. I chose to get out honorable discharge six months early.
0: Is it ain't it crazy how the kid how the kids can make a determination for you real fast?
1: Oh, it did. And, you know, you talk about in 2009, it was a TAPS class that was just pathetic. Oh, imagine going through that same TAPS class during wartime when we're getting ready to go to war. <laughs> it was check off the box, do this, do that, get here, get there, go this and whoop. No oh, shit!
0: I'm surprised they didn't tap you with, t- with with stop loss. I'm surprised they didn't tap you ass with stop loss before they got. I, you.
1: I was a liability.
0: you were back. a liability, right? They they, they tagged
1: you with and liability. And yeah, and, and I, I you, know, know. you know I said there was a few choice words. I was on the verge of an NJP. If,
0: if, uh. <laughs> no, so, you were yeah. Lance Corporal again. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> oh, I I would have went from Sergeant to Lance Corporal on that one. Trust <laughs> me, it would have happened. But um, so for me, the transition was it, it was it was pathetic. Pathetic, right? Um, so
0: and that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem with a lot of from what from, from my understanding. That's a that's a problem with, with a lot of the armed forces that the transition, because like I said, man, regardless if you spend four years, 14 years, or 40 years, they're gonna they expect you one week to learn everything you need to learn for life after the Corps. You well, know?
1: Yeah, you know. Exactly. They take us the Marine Corps, we got 13 weeks to build us up to be Marines. So they break you down from what you came in as and make you this badass motherfucking marine, Right. To one week to try to transition back to civilian life.
0: Back to civilian life, right? Because not only not only do you go to boot camp, you go to boot camp, then you got SOI, and then you got MOS school, and then you go to the fleet. So for the first two years, you're in training. They train you for the first two years while you're in the Corps. So if you're, you're a four-year contract, the first two right. years, you're training. You gotta go and become what you what they want you to do, and then the next two years is what you're yeah. doing your job. And they expect yeah. you, so in four years, they expect you to, to be this badass marine. But when your time comes to an end, they don't give they, they wash their hands with you and say, All right, you don't want to work with us no more. All right, here you go. Here's a week-long class that's gonna to, supposed to prep you. Somebody's supposed to help you write your resume. somebody's supposed to help you with your disability, somebody's supposed to educate you on your GI Bill, and some resources that are out there to help you transition to be a civilian to try to live in this world after serving your country, you know, and that, that's the biggest. You don't thing. I understand
1: I got, how we think or nothing,
0: nothing, nothing. Right. And so I got, I got, a, I got a, it's a, another jarhead dude. He's, a, he's out in, in Houston. He is uh Brandon Harris. He's a transition coach. And so he, his, his entrepreneurship is to help people transition from active service and try to get them um, help get them the help they need what work, working with resume writing with job how, how do i do my job how can i go about doing this how do just different things to help them help people transition because like you when you got out you say you were in the work. we got woodworking right you started doing woodworking when you got out of the marine corps right no
1: no that was later on that was later oh, what you no. do
0: when you got out what was it that you did
1: I'm, I did something that I recommend no veteran, no military personnel do. I got out. I moved back to my small podunk little area of Ohio where I knew what was familiar. Right. And I bounced from job to job failed marriage. It was already failing when I was in, but I walked away from the military and veteran community. Right. I literally went back there. There was nothing there. I, I, I did not want to go to the VFWs in America. There's a bunch of old dudes sitting around drinking, getting drunk. And I was like, no, this isn't me. Right. I've already done that. I'm like, no, this isn't me. So I walked away from the military community. Um, and I stayed in Ohio for about 10 years. And I just, I, I, I'm like, I, I left this town for a reason. I decided to do another stupid thing is i was a single dad two teenage kids packed up a house four bedroom that i was paying like sixty thousand for the house gave it back to the bank packed up the house put it in storage two teenage kids bought a one-way ticket from ohio to san diego california with four thousand (laughs) dollars in my name no job no vehicle didn't know anybody my marine corps training kicked in hit the ground right adapt and overcome your resources. So I hit the ground running. I'm still here eight years later. I had no job, no vehicle, didn't know anybody. I'm here eight years, still here eight years later. But what when I when I say is I walked away from the military community. I I never associated myself as a veteran. I did for a little bit. Um one of the jobs I had I worked at the county service office, you know, working in a veteran's office and thing but else I after that I was like there was nothing. There was hardly anybody there. The information wasn't the greatest. Um do not ever walk away from your brothers and sisters.
0: No, nah, absolutely. Because, I mean, because we do. We will. We will walk away. Like you said, you walked away. When you got out, you're like, I'm done. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to fuck with nobody. I don't want to deal with nothing, you know? And yeah. we do because we, we, we're prideful as fuck. Especially jarheads. We're prideful as fuck, dude. We're like, fuck them. If they don't want to help me, fuck them. I don't need them, right? <laughs> That's just the way yeah. we think.
1: And you
0: don't want to help yeah. me? Right, fuck you. I don't need you. I, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll find somebody else that will help me. <laughs> do, do it. But like yeah. you said, though, you can't. you. You can't leave your family. We're all family. That's what I tell people. That's I don't give a damn what branch you are. Even now, the space force out of all fucking branches. Y'all signed that fucking dotted line that we all signed when we went to Meps, right? You signed that dotted line and said, "I will defend this country against enemies foreign and domestic," right? And so we all said, "I got you six, dude." I don't know who the hell you are. I don't know where you're from. I don't know your walk of life. but I got you six, dude. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna let nobody sneak up behind you. You know. And me, I take that, I take that as, a, as an honor to help my brothers and sisters. You get out of service, dude. Like you said, you said I fucking packed all my shit up, moved off to San Diego, California, and I had $4,000 in my name. And I have shit, I didn't know nobody. I didn't want to associate myself with, with, with the veteran community. I didn't want – because a lot of us, like you said, we are all stubborn as hell. My wife, will te- my wife will tell you. She's like, you fucking Marines are the worst. You guys are stubborn as fuck, and you don't want to talk to nobody thing, they, they ain't there to help you. And I said, well, I, we're here to help each other. And if you, if, you, if you see me as a threat Then I don't want to associate myself with you Because I'm not a threat I'm here to help you I'm here to assist you In what you need To become successful In what you want to do It's Friday You ain't got a job We gon' get high today Dark of the flesh The dick of the roots Grin of the weed You know it's true Puff, puff, pass Trying to get high Got high blood pressure We coming down Good slope Please numb me down.